What's up, guys? It's Miki, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. <sighs> That's how I feel. If only you guys knew how my morning started, but it's okay. Let's shake it off and let's get through this episode. So the first thing that I want to talk about is college football. Let me tell you, let me tell you, you guys already know I'm unavailable. Now that football season is here, I'm unavailable all days that all football games are on and I'm definitely all day unavailable on Saturday. Please do not call me or text me unless it's an emergency. You will get ignored or replied to very, very late. <laughs> now, it has been phenomenal as usual. I thoroughly enjoy college football better than NFL. I mean, which I think a lot of people do. It's just, it's more entertaining, it's fun, and there's just a lot of energy and hypeness around it. And the games have been good since week one. Like, Oh my goodness, teams that should be beating the crap out of other teams are barely winning or they are completely losing. And I love to see it. Now, I'm pre-recording this episode, so I am an Auburn Tigers fan, War Eagle, and I play Penn State <laughs> this week. And I'm nervous because, let's be serious, Auburn did not look majorly impressive over two teams they should have dominated. So, yeah, I'm nervous. I hope I can escape with a lucky win by the hairs of my chinny-chin-chin. And, yeah, go Tigers. Um, But I've been thoroughly enjoying college football. One thing that I want to talk about is last week how Alabama should have lost to Texas. Texas. Now, I uh, ugh, I'm not a Texas fan at all, obviously. And I was not a fan of them joining the conference because their cockiness just <laughs> And if you're a Texas fan and you're listening to me, horns down. <laughs> horns down, not towards you, but towards your team. Um but I love it. I do love it. I love the fact that they gave Alabama a real show. I love the fact that they were going to, hopefully, if they can keep the same consistency, because it's not like Texas doesn't get top players. They always get top players. I just don't understand why they crash and burn. But um, if they can keep the same flow, rhythm, and consistency, I'm excited for them to join the conference, add extra competition, and just have even more exciting games like the fact that Alabama almost lost come on it exposed them it exposed them and everybody knows I'm an Auburn fan so yeah I'm an Alabama hater but I will give credit where credit is due and honestly I thought Alabama was supposed to do a lot better against Texas which is why I was cracking up and I wasn't gonna be mad if Texas won I was gonna be like okay Texas <laughs> okay so, yeah, Alabama usually has an easy schedule anyways, and then they skate into the playoffs. They probably play my team, which is the Auburn Tigers, LSU, um, maybe Ole Miss, depending on the year. And Texas A&M gave them an L last year, but, I mean, that's rare. So maybe Ole Miss, depending on the year. Ole Miss uh, give them more of a scare than Texas A&M usually. And listen, I think that Alabama needs to add more real comp to their games. And yes, they're in the SEC, but out of the people in the SEC, they have some of the easiest schedules in the SEC. Um, let's just go through their schedule this year real quick, guys. Utah State. Of course they're going to win. Texas <clears throat> barely won. <laughs> 
Then they play Monroe, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Mississippi State. They get the infamous bye week before LSU. Oh, Miss Austin P and Auburn. Like what? My schedule's harder. LSU schedule's harder. Tennessee. Tennessee has a harder schedule than Alabama. And you know what? I'm sick of it. So if Texas and Oklahoma coming to the conference can add more comp to their schedule, I'm definitely here for it and ready to see it. I'm super excited about the playoffs being expanded because I'm tired of seeing the same teams and I'm tired of seeing loser teams make it because other teams play real comp all season. And shout out to college football and may the players keep making that better. I'm not sure if it cut me off at the end, but if it did, all I did was say, may the players keep making that bank. All right, moving on. This week, we are going to be answering questions. It's going to be a questions episode. Um, I thoroughly enjoy getting the questions from you guys. I even had people that know me send in some questions they like me to answer on the pod. So it's going to be a combination of some questions that people I know send in and the questions that you guys send in and you want me to answer. First question is... What are your thoughts on the PNB Rock situation? Um, first of all, RIP. Um, prayers to his family, his girlfriend, who is, I'm sure, traumatized, and his daughter, and just all family and loved ones, and just people who loved him in general. Prayers to them. Um, I think it's an unfortunate situation. I think there are many factors that play into it. Um Personally, I don't agree with the whole, I'm assuming I got this question because, you know, they're bullying the girlfriend saying, this is your fault. You dropped the location. I think that's highly irresponsible and stupid if you ask me, because it has been revealed. And at the time that I'm recording, even more information may come out, but it's been revealed that he posted a video of them in the back parking lot, which gave people time to get there to kill him. And she posted a a plate of chicken (laughs) and tagged the place that they were at. And that's where people were like, it's just, it's it's her fault. It's her fault. Well, let's just be honest. The man came out and said like a week or two earlier, he felt like he was being watched. And listen, that was a week or two earlier. There is no telling when he really started getting the feeling, when he really started having these thoughts. He could have been having these thoughts. It could have been the first time that he said it out loud on a platform. Also, how is it only her fault to blame when both of them posted a video? Also, how was it only her fault to blame when if you feel like anybody in your life isn't taking your safety seriously, you either can't roll with them at that time or you just need to take matters into your own hands to protect you and everyone else involved. People call me paranoid all the time, right? But I'm still going to be observant. I'm still going to be like, hey, guys, maybe we should watch out for this or look out for this. Because, listen, stuff like this keeps people alive. They can call me paranoid all day long. But, I mean, when you get too comfortable, what happens? Something bad possibly happens. And hopefully it's not to the extreme of death. But I really don't want to wait around and risk it to see will it lead to death. Um I just think he should have been rolling with security. Um, He's a celebrity anyways, so roll with security. But you also had paranoid feelings. Roll with security. Don't go out and sit down at a sit-down restaurant without shutting it down. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're not going to (laughs) go without security. 
both of them, quote unquote, probably shouldn't have posted. But I mean, we also don't know the conversations that they had. He could have said, hey, take this more seriously. Don't put our faces that we're here. But, you know, you can post your food or whatever because girls do that. They post food. Um, I... I, I don't blame the girl. I think it's really stupid because I see a lot of men blaming the girl. And I see some females too, but it's really mostly men. Like, this is the reason women are the downfall of men, blah, blah, blah. You sound ignorant. Most men will let random bitches to their house. Most men will let random bitches know the cars that they drive. Um, you think because you're not a celebrity, it can't happen to you. It happens to average people all the time. Most of us just aren't paying attention to it because it's not a celebrity, but it happens to the average person all the time. If people really read the details of why people got shot or people got killed and all this kind of stuff, you would realize the same stuff that happens to celebrity happens to the average Joe. It's just not going to get the same amount of media attention and everything. And I think to think that it can't happen to you is the main way to get caught lacking people will walk around with guns and be like oh, just in case especially depending on the city you're from just in case but you don't feel that way about your home just in case I don't need everybody to know where I lay my head or just in case maybe I shouldn't just meet up with any kind of random like <sighs> men make me sick sometimes not all men but the men who are out here strictly blaming her that is obnoxious especially when over half of those men, even if I may not know your direct location, some of those men, I know when they go out of town, I know the dates that they're gone, I know the location they're going to be at, I know where the parties are going to be at. I like If anybody really wanted to roll up on them, strap or not, they could. And when it comes to the other men, you may not know your location or whatever, but there are multiple people who know where you lay your head. So if anything, just wait it out and get them when they go home. I mean, so listen, everybody needs to take precaution. That's just my thing. And just be safe. And if you are around people who don't take the threat or your feelings and intuition as serious, you just got to step up for you and everybody else involved. Or if you don't care about stepping up for the other people, step up for yourself. I don't think he was as, he may have been worried, but I think to put all the blame on the girlfriend where he, she, he literally was just murdered in front of her. That's not okay. That's really sick. Um, she's the mother of his child. Like take your personal, personal feelings out of it. She needs to be right for herself and raise his kids. So that's my thoughts on it. Um, male or female, just, ew, gross. That's just, that's that's not nice it's just not nice and it's not to say that the location didn't play a part I'm not taking away from that fact but to put all the blame on her is stupid because you really want her to care more about his safety than him what we also weren't there for their private conversations and I the assumption was made because she didn't post a video of him or her she posted a video of chicken I heard that the location was in the hood you rolling without security in the hood. That's not smart. <laughs> you rolling around with a whole bunch of jewelry in the hood. In a hood that I don't know if you're familiar with or not. And you already got paranoid feelings and you already feel like you're being watched. That's not smart. Also, we're also making assumptions just off of it's just from the location. As if millions of people didn't see this. Even if you don't know who he is, you know it's a man with some kind of money walking in to chicken and waffles. Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Hello. 
the cashier could have saw him, the waiters, the everything, the other customers in there. He may have gotten robbed a little later had they not posted the videos, but to say that the robbery would have never occurred, that's stupid. That's stupid. And people obviously have been watching and plotting on him for a minute. So that's my take on it. Um, It's an unfortunate situation. He was so young, so much life still left to live, and you never really know when God's going to call you home. So make every day worth it and if you're in a bad mood, try to snap out of it as fast as you can. That's the advice I'm giving to myself today. And I think blaming the girl, it's its lame, it's irresponsible, and it's just childish. And to come from men who don't care about their safety or only care about their safety when it comes to carrying a strap, uh, nah. <laughs> nah. Shh. Be quiet, man. Silence men's voices. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Second question. What lessons have you learned over the past year? Um... The way the let one of the lessons that I've learned over the past year is the way you view your childhood will probably be different from the way your parents see it. Um, and that's okay. I, there are so many situations that I've found out within this past year, and it's not just like childhood, but maybe even just a couple of years ago. And the the level of or I didn't know or I can't believe or why didn't you tell me? And the first thing is like they weren't we living in the same house? Didn't we experience the same thing? But clearly we all had different experiences and everybody was dealing with their own weight. So you really could have missed some things. I I, don't hold on to it. Just if it's something that can be moved on, whatever, just accept the fact that your parents may see your childhood differently. And there may be a whole lot of, I didn't know, or I can't believe. And it's like, okay. (laughs) All right. The next lesson that I learned within this past year is keep your mind open to new possibilities. The world is bigger than the one you see daily. Be careful not to let others limit you. Um, I don't think it's just a generational thing, but I have noticed a lot of, I'll say from the people that I know, a lot of people from the older generation, but I, again, I don't think it's just a generational thing. I think it can happen with young people as well. Um, They'll be like, oh, you need to like do this and invest into this and do this. So you'll have it for this as if life only happens one way. And I think the younger, younger generation, because we know that career paths and everything can go so differently. Um, we just don't look at things the same way the older generation does. And everybody's different. And I don't want to just stigmatize young versus old. Um, but that is one thing. So that's why I say others in general, whether older than you, younger than you, no matter the race, no matter the gender, just be careful not to let others limit you because the world is bigger than the ones that we see on a daily basis. And sometimes it's good to watch other things or hear other people's stories or see other things to just let you know what else is out there in the world, what other possibilities, and you're not just stuck in what you've seen or what your parents have seen or what their parents have seen. It's important for us to connect with others so we know that the world is more than just where we were born and the experiences that the people around us have had. Third question, what's a lesson you've learned in your relationships? The lesson that I've learned in my relationships is even the best ones take work. Um, And that may sound like a duh moment. And it's like I knew that. But I think... (laughs) 
even the best ones take more work than I thought. Like it's just, it's consistent work and it's not in a bad way. It just adds extra emphasis on, I absolutely do not want to put in the work for something toxic because if the good ones take this amount of work, then I'll be damned if I'm going to be putting in all this extra effort for an extremely toxic one. That's just, it's a no for me, dog. It's a, it's a heavy, heavy no for me, but even the best ones take work. And I, it's just because we're human. We make mistakes and everybody thinks differently. Everybody was raised differently. Everybody has a different experiences in life. And um, if it's worth it, put in the work and you'll, you'll get your results from the work, you know, like you'll see, you'll see positive outcomes from the work that you put in. It'll be worth it, but I would not recommend putting in work for something toxic or whatever, especially if the good ones take this much work. I, that's just me. I'll be damned. i Everybody else can live their best life if the toxic ones are worth it. Be my guest because that goes back to perception because it may not be toxic to you. You may love it. So do you? That's just a lesson that I learned. Uh, Four, what do you think the meaning of life is? This was a good one that I needed to take time to think about. But what I boiled it down to and the simplest answer was, I believe we're out here to serve and connect with others. Um, I, you know, some people believe in God, some people don't, but me, I believe in God. So from my perspective, I believe God put us here to serve others and to connect with others. Like we're not meant to be alone, but we're also not here to just serve our flesh and serve our ego. We're meant to like, help all of us be better and get to him. And it's not even just get to him, but help each other fulfill each other's purposes, like work together to just, you know, work together to make this whole thing like worth it. The whole point of us being on this earth, like we were kicked out of the garden. We're trying to get back to God. You know what I'm saying? Like we're trying to get to heaven. Um, I think we're here to really serve and connect. I, I don't think we're here to just be selfish. I think we're here to be selfless. And um, otherwise it wouldn't be a need for daily crucifying of the ego and the flesh and all that. Like we would just be living our best life. It wouldn't be any repercussions to sin or anything if we were just here to do whatever we wanted. So that's that's what I think the meaning of life is. Here to serve and to connect with others. Five. Who would you want as a guest on the podcast? Um, so many, but I would definitely love the Bella Twins. Um, if you don't know them, they were wrestlers. They were inducted into the Hall of Fame, the Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2020. Nikki and Brie Bella, I love them. They are amazing. I watched them. I actually, I was in wrestling. And when I was in wrestling, I wasn't really into the divas besides uh, Kelly Kelly. And... That's pretty much the only one I would play with on the game. Or Michelle McCool, I would play with her. But I was into the men. And um, yeah, so what made me in interested in the divas and like really seeing their story or understanding, by the time I got into the show Total Divas, I was already old enough to know uh, that wrestling wasn't, you know, real. It was a storyline. I mean, they get real injuries if they don't do it properly. But um, yeah. I thought it was like, like if somebody really got married, I thought they really got married, you know, <laughs> and it just 
all of it was a storyline. It's it's acting, it's entertainment. So at that point, I started watching. At that point, I was already, you know, I realized that wrestling wasn't real. It was fake. And Total Divas came out and I got to see behind the scenes. And I was very interested in the behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. And this is when reality TV was blowing up. As we all know, I'm still a reality TV junkie. So it was good TV. They were great TV. And I would love to have them on there just because... Even reading their book, I can relate to a lot of stuff that they went through in their childhood, and I just love them. They're also just so different, but so amazing, and they're great. I would love to have them. I would love to have Pastor Darius Daniels on from Change Church. He is amazing, and I would be beyond blessed, and if nobody else was blessed from that episode, I would be beyond blessed. But if I could have him on here and just talk to him about any subject, anything, that man will bless us all. And I have no doubt about it. I've also said in past episodes in the cancel culture episode, I would love to have Pastor Mike Todd. I can't wait till he's on here. Um, and a couple other people. There would be other people. You know, I could have Oprah on here. I could have a conversation with Oprah on my podcast. Why not? I mean, or I could go to her. But how cool would it be to have Oprah on mine? There are so many different things. I think the most important guest that I want to have is regular people. Like I want to talk to the average Joe. I want to know their stories, like whether it's good, whether it's bad, how was their childhood? Are they in a low moment? Um, I haven't been, I have some future segments that I can't put out yet, but hopefully I'll be able to make talking to the average Joe like good. And not like, not just like interview people just to, you know, build, I don't know, brand awareness or something like that, you know, like not regular, regular podcast things, but really like even talking to a homeless person on the street, like, how did you get here? You know, I would love to interview people like that or just people who were at either their lowest moments or at their highest moments. And how did it how did it happen? It would be the people that we don't think about that we pass on the everyday street. I would love to have them as guests on the podcast. And so cross fingers, I'll be able to implement that. I won't say soon, but eventually you guys will see it. And it's God's timeline, not mine. Six, what books would I recommend? Um, I would recommend Relational Intelligence by Pastor Darius Daniels. Excellent book. Um, helps you with relationships, whether you believe in God or not. So yeah, The Crushing by T.D. Jakes. If you're going through a season of pain and hurt, I think he does a great job at illustrating how all of that works together for your good. Incomparable by Nikki and Brie Bella is a fantastic book. Love them, as I said earlier, and their stories and their journeys. And I could relate to their childhood pain. So it was it was amazing. And when I read their childhood pain, it made me love them more. It's so unfortunate that they had to go through it, but I just felt like, wow, like another household, like mine somewhat or, you know, similar. Um, yeah. So, and Your Purpose is Calling, brand new, out by Pastor Darius Daniels. Um, I haven't received that yet, but the snippet, he released the first two chapters and I know it's going to bless my whole entire life and soul. So definitely. And then books I look forward to reading is... Get Out of Your Head by Jeannie Allen, Almost Adulting by Arden Rose, and Don't Fucking Panic. All right, seven. What's one thing you wish you could afford right now? Having all my daily basic needs met and not having others have as much control over it. 
like I would go into detail, but it's no need to go into it. But yeah, and definitely being able to start therapy. I wish that I could afford therapy right now. I would absolutely positively do it. I can't wait. I'm highly looking forward to it. And I wish everyone around me would do it. And I just, I know that we'd all, we'd all be so much better, so much better. Eight, what are some little things that make you happy? Good food, deep conversations with people, escapism, TV, and all caps, because I can't (laughs) scream on the podcast, football, and also other sports, but definitely football, and enjoying good company. Also being loved on by the best, the best Husky that ever existed on the earth the best and dancing how could I forget dancing I love love to dance it brings me joy all right nine what's something that scary to you um having children and leaving them major trauma or passing generational trauma down that's something that really terrifies me 10 what it was a pivotal moment that let you know you weren't happy at a time in life oh that's a good one let me think okay when I would wake up and feel like I had nothing to look forward to and this was after my depression like if it was while I was depressed it would make sense but after I was depressed and I felt better I had moments where I just realized I didn't have anything to look forward to. I wasn't excited about anything. I wasn't excited to just, you know, like be alive and stuff. Like I had nothing to look forward to. Like my daily routine didn't bring me joy. It didn't make me excited. It was just, it was just my daily routine. I didn't have my own home to just look forward to coming to and just being like peaceful and zen and mine there were so many things I just that I felt like I had lost and I I didn't have anything to look forward to so that's how I knew that it was a pivotal moment for me that I wasn't happy in life I am happy to say though I have reshifted my focus and I found some things to look forward to I am happy to say that okay that was a good one 11 what's something you would like from other people in your life what is something you would like from other people in your life for them to really see me and understand me a lot of people think they know me but they don't they know the version of me that I show that will bring no conflict or the least amount um it's not that I've ever had a problem with being confrontational I'm actually the person like I don't I don't mind it. I'm not really going to go looking for it. But if it comes to me, I'm not one to really bag down. But I've just come to a point where I just don't want to. I'm not here. I'm in my bubble. If you're bringing drama or just chaos and nonsense, I just don't want it. Chaos had become my normal um and I didn't realize that until a friend pointed it out to me. I was like, oh, I thrive in chaos. And we were just breaking it down and everything. And she was like, wow. I never want chaos to become my normal. And that woke me up to like, girl, the stuff from your childhood, not normal. The way you respond to certain situations, like you're in protective mode to constantly have to be in protective mode. I remember hearing, uh, oh God, I don't want to say her name wrong, but Lily Reinhardt, uh, you know, Betty from Riverdale, she was explaining how like, it just takes a toll on your body to consistently have to like be in like survival mode and stuff. And yeah, I just, 
I'm glad that that friend told me that because it shifted my perspective immediately. And it was something that I needed to hear from that day forward. I wanted to make chaos not my normal. And because of that, I just, most people don't get the real version of me. They don't. And it's hard to feel safe around people. Probably only one person has seen the raw uncut me for 99% of the time. Because it would be a lie to say 100% of the time for that person. Um, but definitely only one person has seen the raw uncut me for 99% of the time. Which is good. For somebody to see raw and uncut 99% of the time, that's, that's good in my book. 12, what keeps you going? Oh, that's another good one. I'm not sure. I would say others or myself, but when I was depressed, none of that mattered. And I'm not married and I don't have my own kids yet. So during the during that time when I was depressed, the only thing that kept me going was that I had no choice. God just kept waking me up. So <laughs> there's that. I got I'll have to come back and re-answer that and see what my answer would be in the future. 13. What's one of your favorite things about you? What's one of my favorite things about little old me? Well, let's see. I think one of my favorite things is my humanitarian side. At first, I couldn't see it. Um, I remember when I was reading about the Zodiac sign Aquarius and I was just learning more. And they were like, we're big humanitarians and we care about the world and all this kind of stuff. And in my head at the time that I was reading, I was like, I don't care about other people this much and the things that's going on in the world. Like, I don't see it showing up in my daily life, blah, blah, blah. But one day I actually sat down and thought about it like in real detail and paid attention to the things that matter to me and that I'm so passionate about helping people in so many ways. And when people talk to me, if they realize a lot of the stuff is like, let's help people need this. People need that. Like a lot of my rants are about people having their needs met or having their rights to them or just, you know, like, damn, if you don't want them to have it, just mind your business. You don't have to go out of your way to like cock block them. So yeah, definitely my humanitarian side. I've tapped into it so much since I have entered adulthood and I I really pray and hope that it stays. I hope the world doesn't snatch it out of me. And another thing that is one of my favorite things about myself, I have a lot, but I'll keep it to two, (laughs) is my uniqueness. It gets me into trouble at times that it does, but the right spaces and people will accept it and appreciate it. I love being different. And that's something we usually shame each other for. And the final question is, what's something that you're struggling with today? Something that I'm struggling with today is showing up for others while still remaining authentic to myself. That's the biggest struggle for me right now. That's something that I've definitely been praying really hard to God about. And it's not with everyone, but a lot of people need me to show up in a lot of ways or they have these ideas and expectations of what my role in their lives or other lives should look like. Or even if it was like, it could be something simple of just like having a conversation and you're talking to some people and you have to explain that even though you said this word, it doesn't mean that you're thinking this or thinking that, or maybe it's like, well, you sound like you don't want to talk to me or whatever. And it's like, it's, I really would sound like this 24 seven, a hundred percent of the time. But I know if I don't perk up, then everybody's going to always think like, wow, I'm going to consistently have to hear you don't want to talk to me. You're not in the mood or this and that. So 
there are so many expectations also of how people think you should show up relationally for them or others. And I do think we should show up for people in the way that they need, you know, as long as it's not harmful to them or ourselves. But what I've been struggling with is finding the balance with still remaining authentic and true to who I am and showing up for them in the way that they need. And I don't have the answers for that yet. That is something that I'm praying heavily on and I'm trying to find the answers too. So if anybody have any suggestions, I'm down to, um, I'm down to listen and I'm open to them. So yeah. All right, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this questions episode. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to listen to little old me. I can't wait to see what we talk about next week. All right, guys. Bye.